some things never change, right? This is a this, new, new show for us. We hit record, and all of a sudden, we don't know what to talk about. The silence is deafening. No. Don't know how to start the show. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna try, and I'm nervous because this is the first time, first time I'm gonna start the new show, and the yeah. first time I'm gonna say the new name. So it's everybody's first time sometime. That's true. It's good to know that. <laughs> Let's go into this together. Uh, <laughs> is that what I meant? I don't know. Super show. It's the SMIC Super Show! And now, the original peanut and milk chocolate M&M's, Cole Roberts and Mike Anderson. Welcome everyone to the first episode of the SMIC Super show. Super show. I'm one of your co-hosts, Cole Roberts. I'm your other co-host, Mike Anderson. And we are podcast pioneers, as some would say. No, 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 no not pioneers. We didn't start the podcast. We, no, no. we are we are seasoned veterans. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um seasoned. Seasoned, yeah. I mean yeah. I've got gray hair and stuff. That's yeah. seasoned, right. Salt, <laughs> Salt and pepper. And pepper. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is our brand new show. Um some of you have listened to us before. You know who Mike and I are. Um but for some of you this is gonna be the first time you've heard our voices and uh, have any idea of who we are or what we do, but we'll uh, we're gonna catch you up. So I want this first episode to be kind of like uh the first day of school when you were growing up where you show up and you're like, I don't, I don't know about you, Mike, but like our school started like on a Thursday or a Friday. Yeah. And and then you would come back the next week for the first official week. And I, as I got older, I never I was like, why are we doing this crap? Like what? <laughs> like just start me on a Monday. It already sucks to be back to school. But like, yeah. let's just like we're tearing the band aid off slowly. Summer's over. <laughs> we're back to school. But as a kid, I always thought this was fun because it's the day you just introduce yourselves. You find out who your teacher is, what they do. They find out who you are and what your favorite things is. Maybe talk about your summer vacation. I don't know. But that's what this episode is going to be. A little introduction, a little bit of history, if you will, about your host, Mike and I. I always hated that day in school. I mean, I liked it as a kid. Growing up, I'm like, it was exciting. But when you got older, I don't know. It just felt weird. I was so anxious as a kid that like we would play those games of like you'd go around the room and tell your name and a little bit about yourself. And like the watching it go around the room coming closer and closer to my turn felt like i was being wheeled to the guillotine like i was just getting so so nervous and anxious. this makes so, so much sense i can imagine that very very easily <laughs> didn't want to talk <laughs> well now you're a professional talker that's true it's so weird little little mike would be so proud of you <laughs> or afraid of me <laughs> it's like i have to talk to him he's so talkative look how much he's talking <laughs> anyway all right so mike and i have been podcasting since 2015 so when we started our very first show some of you uh may know us from that it was called the scary movie ice cream night podcast and that was based off real life events where uh mike and i would hang out in real life and watch horror movies on fridays and saturdays and eat ice cream burgers things like that um and it was kind of a way for us to hang out but also like watch all the movies we were never allowed to watch growing up so um <laughs> and then when i moved so we're both from oklahoma mike still lives in oklahoma i live in tennessee now when i moved 
we missed that and we thought what better way to hang out again if we started a podcast where we would watch those movies on our own time eat some ice cream and review it and uh it kind of took off in a way like you know it's not like a this show was a smash hit but we had a little bit of a cult following and it was a lot of fun but uh kind of got harder to do as life changed for both of us you know getting married having kids starting new jobs moving all that stuff hard to be consistent with the podcast when you've got all that going on and if we didn't make things even harder for ourselves, we started a second show in 2018 yeah. called the Saturday Morning Ice Cream Show. Um, kind of derivative from the Scary Movie Ice Cream Night uh, podcast. But um, the thing that we kind of caught ourselves doing on the Scary Show was reminiscing a lot about our childhood and the past. And, you know, things kind of got very uh, topical in the sense of like, what it was like in the 80s and the 90s, etc. And we thought, why not just do a nostalgic podcast like the rest of the world is? You know, we'll throw our hat in the ring too. And um, that's what the Saturday Morning Cast is. So, you're asking yourselves, then what the heck is the SMIC Super Show? (laughs) Alright, SMIC is essentially the synonym for both of the shows. Saturday Morning Ice Cream, Scary Movie Ice Cream Night. You get it? SMIC. Okay. SMIC. But we're not going to call it SMIC because then people think we're saying SNCC and then you're thinking of Nickelodeon and we don't have the rights to talk about Nickelodeon. Um, (laughs) Not that you have to have the rights to talk about it, but you get what I'm saying. So SMIC and Super Show, it's kind of, if you liked either of those shows, I want you to stick around because you're going to like this show. It really is going to be a perfect, maybe not perfect, maybe just a getting by marriage between the two. (laughs) We're staying together. For staying the together for the kids, and you guys are the kids, so that's what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> I mean, Mike and I are still in love. We still love each other. It's um, it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, Cole, don't worry. Cole sleeps in the bed, and I'm on the couch. And, you know, <laughs> we eat dinner separately, but we, you know, we still make time to take the kids to the park. Um, no, we're kidding. Uh, the show is both these ideas together. So there's going to be moments of horror movie talk and spookiness. Um, but the root of everything is. Two friends getting together, um, sharing their life experiences uh, now based on how things were in the present. A lot of that trickles in, talking about, you know, we're both fathers. And so um, I think that was also another reason for doing the Saturday show is we just kept thinking about what it was like being a kid because we're seeing life through our kids' eyes now. And Mm -hmm. it just brought up a lot of feelings, brought up a lot of things to talk about. So I wouldn't say this is your typical nostalgia show. We're not going to have like... You know, we're not going to run through every episode of the Ninja Turtles or run through every, you know, every 80s movie or whatever. It really is based on personal experience and talk and just kind of concepts from back in the day, how things look today, all that sort of thing. Very nostalgia heavy, but not so on the nose, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense, Mike? What do you have to say? It does. Um, I wanted to say that we are we're being consistent in the fact that we've started a new podcast every year that i've had a new kid that's uh, amazing even though caden wasn't technically born this year he's not a year old yet so it's still within that first year (laughs) just in time (laughs) well he's a year old next month so yeah like by the skin of our teeth we have started Mm -hmm. a new show (laughs) I, how do you how do you feel about this, Mike? Because I know like we've talked a little bit about the struggles of doing two shows, um, especially one that's movie centric, where it was hard for us to even watch a movie, let alone yeah. talk about it and remember it later. Um, 
but I mean, like, what 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 are your thoughts on I, the Super Show? I mean, I feel like this was inevitable. Um, I feel like this was Thanos from you know Endgame. He he says, "I am inevitable." Like, um, just the evolution <laughs> of our lives that it's only natural that our show evolved too. And I I think that brings a little bit of excitement to it as well. Like, it keeps things fresh. Um, because I mean, how long could we? keep the same format of scary movie ice cream like say we never did saturday morning say we were still doing scary movie would it still be interesting seven years later you know Um, well i I think it's interesting you say that because like what if we had never started saturday that means there wouldn't have been anything else to spark the next show like mm -hmm. like we could have just stopped podcasting when things got really difficult So yeah. like we could have been done two years ago and not be talk- sure. like not be podcasting at all. So it was kind of nice that we started that second show um, to kind of help us realize, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much dating you did in your past life, Mike, but it is one of those things where it's like, you know, like it took <laughs> it took these relationships to finally get to the one that's just right. You know, what I, mean? yeah. <laughs> like, I know it's not that way for everybody, but it's certainly I know in the moment of some relationship, you're like, oh, man, this is it. Like, this is this. Is it. And, and then you realize, like, no, that, that ain't it. Um, but if you hadn't gone through that, you wouldn't be where you are now. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. You know. And and it's not to say that, you know, the old shows were bad relationships, but No. I mean, they, they were... were a lot of fun and I think they served a purpose. And I think the the main per- if there's one thing that you know about Mike and I, if you've listened to any of our shows are um the shows we've done have never been like we are terrible at promoting them. We don't like the the social media game is not strong, as the kids would say. Um, we really do this out of just like we like like we are best friends. Like we just want to talk to each other and hash out these these thoughts and ideas and old memories. And um, we found that people like to listen to that, which is really cool. So really, I just you. do it to. <laughs> So I have something to listen to on my walks in the morning. Yeah, um, some of the exercise too. Yeah. All these other podcasts ain't cutting it, so you got to make the one you want to hear. You won't talk <laughs> to me unless it's being recorded. So that I is pretend not that true. I pretend we're having a conversation every morning. That is walk. not true. We talk <laughs> like almost every day in some fashion. Children who love to read can grow to new heights, expand their knowledge by discovering new worlds, Stretch their imagination by reaching for the stars. Book It is a reading incentive program that encourages young people to read. Support your children's participation in their school's Book It program. Or to find out how to enroll their school, write to this address. When your child loves to read, almost anything can happen. Let's let's introduce ourselves a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, for for the newbies or people who maybe just, you know, forgot. But like Mike, Mike Anderson, uh, mm-hmm. where are you from? What do you do? And, and, and what's happening? I am from Oklahoma um, and I am currently, I don't know what I am right now. Like I have a day job. I have a day yeah. job and my day job is an animator. Right. Um, but I have a side job where I am more of a comic book artist and I don't know how to introduce myself like in social situations anymore. Cause like, I want to introduce myself as Mike Anderson, comic book artist. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's not my job. That's not my day job. That's like a barely a side job. Um, but yeah, so I do animation and illustration and 
Um, I've got three, three children and my wife, and we have a happy life. That's good. <laughs> That's really good. Thank you for sharing, Mike. <laughs> I'm going to play the teacher in this situation. <laughs> No, that's good. Yeah, I mean, Mike, Mike, you, you're probably selling yourself a little bit short. I mean, like you, you are a comic artist, but I have on my desk right here. I'm gonna show it to you. This is a He-Man mm. comic book based off the Netflix television show. Mike yes. Anderson drawn. I found this in a comic book shop, <laughs> and was so proud of you. Like I'm <laughs> like, holy crap! My my best friend is a published comic book artist. On the Scholastics. Yeah, that's right. You know, the book fairs y'all used to go to as a kid. <laughs> Mike's got a book in the book fair, baby. Uh, um, I asked Colt if he saw uh, the He-Man comic at uh, the Scholastic book fair this year. And he said he did. And I wanted to, like, sneak into the school so badly. And, start and go take copies. a picture. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to see it on the shelf. And, like, there was a on the last day of the book fair, they would allow parents to go in and, and buy books. Um, but I, we just couldn't make it. And, uh, I was really bummed cause I really wanted for one thing, I just wanted to go relive the book fair again. Yo, but, for um, sure. But I wanted to, cause it, it, it wasn't in the catalog and I was super bummed that it wasn't in the catalog. Oh, um, I know that's the dream, right? Yeah. Smell um, that newsprint. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh man, it's exact. It's exactly the same the same paper at least yeah um but i wanted to see it on the shelf but i did i did get a second book it's not out yet um but i i can talk about it it's for um a youtube group called spy ninjas and um it it's twice as long as the he-man book was so it took me like damn near six months to do um which is literally insane. just yeah. finished it a few weeks ago actually <laughs> yeah i've been working on it since december Oh my and, gosh. Um, I, Almost but, the time you started the He-Man book the previous year. Uh, yeah. So um, they kind of, I'm noticing that they're on like schedules, I think. So like if I do oh, get are. something <laughs> else, if, if I do get something else, it'll probably be in the fall. I don't think they really do anything over the summer because that's when they're releasing the stuff from or printing the stuff from the um, earlier than in the year. Yeah. Um, I, I'm assuming. I, I don't know. I've only done two of these things. <laughs> I'm no expert, but um, well, I'm sure there'll be more. You're, I mean, like that's kind. It's kind of exciting to see. Like, like this is a, like I know you're an animator during the day, but like you're a legit comic book artist. Like that's pretty amazing. Like, yeah, I I I love it, and I, I will absolutely do more if it comes. But it's got me so excited to do my own. Like I really want to do my own comic book. Yeah. But, it make, also makes me realize that I can't write. Like I sit down to start working <laughs> on it. I'm like, I don't know how to write a comic book. <laughs> I know that's that the hardest thing is writing. I, 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 I would, that's my dream too, is to do my own book, like a graphic novel for kids. But I'm like, I, I have ideas, but I, I don't write. Like I, yeah. and, I and I stress over like the plot. It's like, I mm -hmm. think I could write the dialogue, but it's mm -hmm. like, what am I missing? Like, where are the plot holes? Yeah. And there's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, what this most recent one that I did for Spy Ninjas showed me is that I can do one really quick. And I was actually pretty proud of the artwork in this one. I wasn't, I'm not going to say I disliked the artwork that I did for the He-Man one, but there were so many restrictions um, 
due to licensing and like approvals right. and stuff like that, that it really spooked me in the beginning. Like I had to do the, uh, yeah, I'd signed the contract and everything and I was on board for it. And I had to do, uh, the first thing I had to do was do character <clears throat> designs or character drawings to like try and, um, represent the 3d character. Cause it's a 3d show CGI show. And I was doing a comic, a 2d comic book. So they wanted to see how that would translate into 2d. So I had to draw them. To just draw character designs of them, and they came back with like pages of notes on each character, and I was like, "Holy crap!" And it it really spooked me to where like when I was drawing the book, I was so afraid of getting off model that it was. It's hard to stay on model anyway. Yeah, even if yeah. it's your own IP, like it's 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 hard to stay on yeah. model. And then just like trying to keep up with the schedule and everything, um, but. With the Spy Ninjas one, there was no previous artwork to conform to because they're just a YouTube channel. So I kind of had a little bit more flexibility and free reign with the art style. And it was a little bit more natural and me. And so I had a lot more fun with it. But the schedule was even crazier to where um, the He-Man comic, I only did pencils and inks. But on the Spy Ninjas comic book, I did pencils, inks, and colors. Yeah. And, um, I was having to do like four pages a day, um, of pencils and inks. And then when it came time to to color, I was doing, uh, four pages a day of coloring and while working a full-time job while while having three kids. kids, I mean, y'all want to know why we're not doing scary movie casts anymore. It's my fault. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I I was burned by the time. It's one dream for another. Yeah. Yeah, I, and, I don't even I don't even know how you do it. I I, I yeah, a lot of cocaine, um, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> no, but I, I I haven't seen the final book yet. I'm excited to see what it's gonna look like. They told me, um, cause like the way that it worked is, um, I had to have like the first 16 pages drawn and colored really quickly because they do. I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically like a promotional book where they will have it printed and they take it to like conventions and stuff to like get buyers and stuff like that. That's cool. And um, so like target will see the book and be like, Oh yeah, that's something we want to sell or Walmart or whoever. And um, so they said that they had that little mini thing printed and they said it looked really good. So I'm excited to see what the whole book's going to look like. That's Um, awesome. It'll probably be about August or September before I see it probably. Yeah. And that's for Scholastic too, isn't it? Yep. Yep. See, man, it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm. They they told me that there might be another Spy Ninjas one coming, um, but it hasn't been approved yet. Um, but if not, they said that there might be, um, something else coming down down the line. Um, I told them that if they ever got any word of a Goosebumps graphic novel, oh, to snap, please man. let me do it. And they said yeah. that they would. They would. It, they said they they don't have any plans for one, but if they did, they would throw them. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goosebumps. What about you? <laughs> Please introduce yourself, Cole. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, my name's Cole. Yeah, I live in Tennessee, Nashville. Actually, outside of Nashville, I can't claim Nashville anymore. Um, I still have roots there. I still go to Nashville, but we're about forty-five minutes out of the city. Um, as of September last year and uh yeah I 
I um What's the new town called? Uh Spring Hill. It's it's cute. It's a cute little town. It's cute. Um but yeah, I uh I I'm an illustrator. I freelance full time. That's my job. Um illustration and design. And um the type of work I do is kind of all over the place. Um but I, I, I've been doing a lot. I just cannot talk or show anything to anybody for a good minute. So like yeah. I'm doing packaging design right now for something that will be sold in stores. That's about it. I can mm-hmm. say um, I, I, I did a book recently that's going to be out. Um, it's probably my first big book. Like I've done a lot of books, but they've all been for um, like UK educational stuff. So it's like stuff you'll never see. So mm-hmm. it's like uh, early readers and things like that, like for the classrooms. Mm-hmm. But this book, I did a book this year that's for, um, you know, it's not the most exciting. I'm not going to crap on it. It's cool. And um, but it, it is for um, it's for a pastor, a famous pastor. He's, he wrote a kid's book and he needed some illustrations for it. Is it uh, Joel Austin? No, <laughs> no, it's it's not. It's an actual pastor. Um, oh, ooh, burn! <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, it's um, yeah. I'll, I'll talk more about that eventually, someday when, awesome. when I can. But it's cool. Um, it'll it'll be all it'll be in all the Christian bookstores. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um. So yeah, that that's pretty neat. Um. And then I've been working with a toy company. Um, doing stuff I also can't talk about, but um, it's crazy. been fun. It, they're like letting me go full retro on <laughs> it. It's been a blast. Even the the food product I've been working on has also been full retro mode. So, mm-hmm. I've, so I've cool. just been living the dream. It's been fun. Isn't but, uh, it so crazy how you mentioned this a little bit? It's like you are working on something for so long and you can't talk about it. And even when you're done, you can't talk about it until it comes out. But it's like, while you're working on it, you're working on something so hard. This is what I experienced with the, the spine engine thing. It's like, you're only working on that. It took me six months. I had no energy or mental capacity to work on my own stuff. Yeah. So it's just like your radio silence. Oh, I know. Uh, for six months, because you can't share what you're working on, even though it's a lot of content. And you have no energy to make content to like say, hey, I'm not dead. I'm still here. Right. <laughs> Dude, it's yeah. I mean, like, so this will this is a little bit of a tangent, but that's what you're here for, right? Yeah, sure. Thanks, everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've not shared crap to social media. And, and and here's here's the thing. Like, what does social media even matter anymore to some degree? Like the rules seem like they change every three or four months. But um. I mean, I just like, it's like there was a time in my life where I was making so much stuff and I was sharing it like all the time, yeah. but it was for myself and it was to promote my skills, like promote what I do, but it wasn't paying me anything. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I'm getting paid to make stuff, which is exciting, but I can't share any of it. So mm-hmm. it looks like I've done nothing. Like if you, right. I've posted twice to my Instagram art account <laughs> yeah. uh, this year and it's, it's May, almost June. But it's like I've this has been the best year I've ever had work wise. Like the last yeah. eight months have been phenomenal. It's just I can't, you know. There's nothing to show, and I guess that it, it's kind of it kind of proves to that living a quiet life isn't always a bad thing. Like if, if there's somebody out there who's not sharing a lot, you know, maybe maybe they've got personal reasons to not. But like you know, for an artist, like sometimes it's like yeah, it's because I'm actually getting to do what I wanted to do. It's just yeah, there's 
things I can't show yet. So yeah, it, 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 it it's frustrating to think that you have to keep up with an online presence, but I'm also mm-hmm. taking comfort in knowing like, you know, for once my bills are getting paid and that, <laughs> that's, that's a first. So yeah. Yeah. I had like an artist friend actually message me on Instagram. and was like, Hey, I haven't seen you post anything in a long time. Or do you, do you still do art? Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I just can't post anything. And, and it like definitely made me realize why some of the artists that I follow I'll see them like repost things that they posted two or three years ago. So it's like things that their new followers may have missed from a long time ago. And it used to make me so mad because it's like, why aren't you posting new stuff? Po- yeah. <laughs> quit posting old- well, it's because they can't post new stuff. And it's yeah. like they want to be able to keep their keep people's eyes on them. Well, and, the, and so- like here, here's a prime example. When I so I started freelancing full time in 2018 um and so it's been a straight up struggle since 2018 until probably the end of 2020 and things finally started to even out so the last two years have been what i always hoped it would be Mm -hmm. um but it did not start off that way like i'm talking like real dire straits for you know the first two years of doing this but um, I did these like cereal boxes that um, were based on Nintendo games. So they were fake cereal boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and funny thing is uh, there was there was some excitement around it when I posted. it. I shared them one at a time. And, and, you know, it was one of those big endorphin like, oh, this is cool. And you're like, oh, I'm doing something right, you know. <laughs> um, and, you know, as all things do on the Internet, they kind of just die and drop off. Mm-hmm. um well i two years after that there was like a national cereal day and i was like you know i should just post these again you know they, they're they still mm-hmm. neat i still like them i shared them and that post did way better than the original time i posted it and people who i know have followed the work and have they're like first time they've ever seen it hmm. so it's not even so much like sharing something because you can't sharing something old because you can't share something new but it's like you might as well just share it again because there's a good chance that people didn't even see it the first time that that would have saw it so yeah that's amazing yeah that that experiment alone is part of the reason why i can't share what i'm sharing now if that makes sense so i've made something a long time ago that's finally like i get an email every month about those cereal boxes like it's insane um but most of the jobs are absolutely ridiculous and weird. But sometimes they pan out. So I can't yeah. wait to talk about the one that pans out. So Do you get anyway. NFT offers? No, I no, I don't. That is <laughs> like ninety percent of the freelance offers that I get now is to do NFT artwork. And I was like, I don't even know what NFTs are. Yeah, I'm not, exactly. I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's something we should look into, but I probably won't. Um, But I, all I know about NFTs is for some reason they seem to sell for exorbitant amount of money, but I'm like, I'm not going to be making that money unless there's something in the contract that says they get a percentage of how much they sell for. But it's like, are you literally just buying a digital file on like, I know stopping people from just downloading this file. Dude, I can't sell a sticker. Or a print for like a decent price. Like I don't think people are gonna want the digital version of whatever Ugh, that is. It's so weird. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Anyway, I do illustration design, and uh, I have a kid. I've got a daughter. She's uh, four and a half years old. I have a wife and a dog and two cats, and we live in Tennessee, and we have good times. It's a lot of fun. 
I always forget that you have cats because I always see Stella yeah. you know, on social media, but I never see the cats. The cats are annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Who had them? Were they your cats or Brett's cats? They were Brett's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of. So um, she's always been a cat person until she got a dog and now i'm thinking like why do we have these cats but we can't get rid of them they're family um but one we i guess actually now um they're actually both ours the the oldest cat we have is one we found at a park when we were when i first moved to nashville so she's kind of old now um and then the other one we adopted um when one of her other cats had passed away that she has a child Mm. so um technically they're both our cats yeah that's nice <laughs> what a great story all right well mike let's... i was gonna say something and i stopped myself but uh, <laughs> i wanted to play a quick game unless we're moving on to something else. no games games are good let's do okay. it okay so i want to play this real quick game it's four questions i want to see how well we know each other after okay. So long of being friends and seven years of doing a podcast. I feel like these are things that we should probably know about each other. Right. And if we don't, we're going to learn. Okay. That's good. Okay. So I, what I want you to do is you have a pencil or a pen and paper. Oh, I do. Of course. Okay. I'm this sorry. I didn't. I, I didn't let you know beforehand to get prepared. Oh, don't worry. I'm at my desk. We're good. Okay. <laughs> okay. What I want you to do is I want you to write down your favorite TV show. Okay. And then I want you to write down your favorite type of music. I'm just putting type of music because I feel like band would be too difficult because I don't even know if I've told you my favorite band before, but I feel like you'd probably know my favorite type of music. And then we can elaborate on like what our favorite bands are. Sure. And then your favorite toy line and then your favorite cartoon. And I want to see if we can guess each other's answers. Kind of like... um, that marriage show or the dating game or whatever, whatever <laughs> want to do favorite movie too yes that'd be great that's one i forgot what about food uh yeah even though i think that would be extremely easy how about let's do this food you could eat every day for the rest of your life okay let's do that because it's actually different than my favorite food oh don't, okay don't mean to panic you hmm. <laughs> i'm scared now Kelly's not goofy like other girls. I play to win. They're playing girl talk. Food is more sophisticated. What kind of girl talk girl are you? The game of truth or dare. Call a guy and tell him something gross. Never. I'll take a zit sticker. What kind of girl talk girl are you? Kelly would never kiss and tell. My first kiss? Sure, I'll talk about it. That was a good movie. I'm a winner. And a flirt. I gossip. And a boy crazy. Can we talk about this? You know, I probably should have thought out my answers before I asked you these questions. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's see if we can try and guess the first one, what your favorite show is. So I'm going to guess for you, it's um, Full House. (laughs) Okay, so... <laughs> you're not you're not totally wrong. Um mm-hmm. I I really am going with like what I like what I would just want to watch like again and again in this right. moment. I've watched so much Full House. Like so I guess in a way <laughs> it's earned favorite show. Um but I mean if I'm being honest like a show that I just absolutely love is King of Queens. Like I'm just I'm obsessed ah, with dang. it. Okay, so that was like my third choice. It was going to be Full House, Night Court, or King of Queens. Yeah, it was actually you... almost Coach. 
Oh yeah, Coach. Yeah. I forgot about that one. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna guess for you, okay. but it's it's Seinfeld. Yes, you're right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but see, okay, here, here's here's what's funny. I I feel like King of Queens is my Seinfeld in a way. Mm-hmm. Like Full House has a lot of deep nostalgic roots to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it so it's always going to be my favorite show, but it doesn't really like grow with you the same mm-hmm. way. You know what I mean? Like I feel like yeah. Seinfeld or a show that's like meant for an adult. Like I like I'm a I'm, I'm an adult. Believe it or not, I'm an adult now. So <laughs> it's like I need to have like an adult show. So it was between Coach or King of Queens. Um, yeah. So yeah, exactly. Like I watch Home Improvement and Roseanne those nostalgic shows more than I watch Seinfeld, but every single night before bed, we put Seinfeld on and I just go to sleep to it. I'm not really watching it, but it's mm-hmm. like the, I cannot go to sleep unless Seinfeld is on. So wow. and, and like I've watched it literally every single or not watched it. I've had it on literally every single day since, you know, I was a kid. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let's do favorite type of music. All right, I feel like this will be easy. Right, I'm going to guess jazz for you. Yes, correct. Okay. <laughs> uh, which is funny because jazz just became a thing I got into uh, like 2019. Mm-hmm. I bought one jazz record in 2019 because I was kind of burnt out on rock music. Mm-hmm. Um, but my who I am to a core um my first love for me, I mean, I've always loved music. I could, that's a whole conversation I could have. Um, mm-hmm. I was born into it, but uh, punk rock as a kid was just like, that was yeah. every, like that, that influence. I mean, that's why I'm covered in tattoos. That's why I had, <laughs> you know, the piercings and wore, looked the way I did back in the day. Uh, it like influenced my whole lifestyle. So like I was for all intents and purposes, a, a, a punk rock kid. But um, again, I I'll say this: jazz to me is very punk rock. So let that sink in. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not, it's it's really not one of those things where it's just like a quirk. Like I feel like it's such a hipster. Like oh yeah, I love jazz. Like oh really? This white guy with a beard, he loves jazz. How how original? <laughs> how you know? But I mean, like if you like what I hear in this music is most of the time more exciting than anything I heard in punk rock. Um, it it, it even has, it even has that same intensity at times. Um, Mm -hmm. I can see that. Yeah. So, and it's very sporadic at times too, even though there's structure, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of structure, but there's a lot of moments of just like free or even just like, even the solos within a structure song are exciting. So yeah, yeah, jazz is my favorite. I've been heavily obsessed. Like I've almost sold my entire record collection of 10 years and have bought all <laughs> jazz. Like <Yeah. laughs> it's like I have well over 200 and something jazz records right now. And um, I, I just cannot get sick of it. Like it's it's 95% of what I listened to. Last night, I put on a Smith's record and that was my favorite band in college. And I, mm-hmm. I just was flooded with like, oh my, oh, they still got it. Like I still yeah. love the Smiths. Um, or you know the Ramones and things like that, and so yeah, I saw I will always love that, and I I like variety of music, but what I'm smoking right now is the jazz pipe, and it's been heavy for like two years straight now, yeah. <laughs> three years straight I guess. 
I'm glad I got that right. I guess I didn't realize how dangerous of an answer that was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm you, a, you really are a music man, and like, I am. Like I'm I know a music that nerd to a T. Jazz is probably like what you're heavy into right now, but you've grown up and grown with so many different types of music that it, it's probably hard to to answer that question. Yeah, like even in, in even in my collection, I have a lot of jazz now, but I have classic rock. I have uh punk i have new wave i have rock i have grunge i have you know Mm -hmm. um hip-hop i mean i just i i absorb music like i i love it (laughs) it's your (laughs) it's your mutant power (laughs) it is it's probably it's 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 always been between music and art what i love the most um and um i mean that's how important it is so it's just like it's it's an everyday thing for me but so because that would have been impossible for me to guess, what is your favorite band of all time? Favorite band of all time is MXPX, which is a punk okay. band. Dang, I actually probably would have guessed that because I've seen like so much <laughs> artwork of them from you. And like um, you actually posted an album one time that I went and looked up because I liked the artwork from it so much. Yeah, well, uh, my favorite album of all time is Life in General. And the artwork mm-hmm. for that album is done by Coop the famous um he he's kind of known for like the sexy devil lady um Mm -hmm. that you probably know from the 90s and the 2000s like she like um he did like tons of artwork back then um for like no effects and um i don't know like the family values tour things like that Mm -hmm. so um but yeah that's that's an iconic album cover and that's my favorite album of all time is like, it the one that kind of looks like a bully? Like, yeah, it's a jock dumping yeah. a punk kid in a trash can. Yeah, that's yeah, the one it, I looked up. Yeah, it's so good. Um, but yeah, it. that's my favorite album of all time. And uh, yeah, it's uh, that's my favorite album of all time. And then my favorite jazz album of all time is John Coltrane's Blue Train. Um, Ooh, a lot of trains in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's called Blue Train by Mr. John Coltrane. Rest in peace. Nice. He's been dead for a really long time. Um, anyway (laughs) Uh, alright so I'm gonna guess your favorite music is grunge no 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 No, I have so I have classic rock okay that's fair yeah um, here let's put a pin in that though my friend mm -hmm, we are mm -hmm. now almost we are we are almost to our 40s you just turned 37 I've been 37 for a minute when is grunge not going to be considered classic rock? Could you See, not turn that, on a radio station on Sirius and hear Zeppelin and Pearl Jam? I almost think you could consider like My Chemical Romance classic rock My at this God. point. <laughs> <laughs> First off, no. Second of all, we're not that old. <laughs> um, no, but that that's a valid point because... Um, you know, Pearl Jam is absolutely rock. Uh, I would consider it grunge rock, but it's still rock and it's classic at this point. So like when but when I think of classic rock, it's like ACDC, okay. you know, um, Motley Crue. My favorite band um, is Def Leppard. Dang it. I was going to guess Def Leppard. Dang it. Did you really? Oh, sorry. Yes. I didn't give you a chance to guess it. But um, yeah, it's uh, my, my favorite band is Def Leppard. Um, I really love, I love Def Leppard right now. I really like rat 
I call it like trash rock almost where it's kind of like it's the musical equivalent of like the, you know, trashy infomercials that you'd see late at night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's just what I gravitate to. And uh, I love, but I do I, I do have a big love for grunge. And I, I would say like late college, even a little past college was like my grunge era where like I really liked, you know, Nirvana and um yeah, Green Day was probably my favorite band for a long time. Um, I don't like New Green Day so much. Nobody does, um, and you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I really love their old stuff. Um, Dookie is like the first thing that I ever bought on vinyl. and um, that's, I half- that's such a good record. Yeah, I halfway bought it for the, the album artwork, and I have that displayed in my office. And um um, but like all the way up until probably middle school, early high school, I listened to country, um, 90s country. Man, I parents. like country music. I mean, yeah. like, like I like old country, like from like the, the 60s and 70s. So like mm-hmm. I, I love Johnny Cash. I've got quite a bit of Johnny Cash and um, I love um, Marty Robbins and um uh, the birds that they have mm-hmm. a couple country albums. Like I just I love that old like I guess it's kind of outlaw maybe outlaw country. I don't know if that'd be the right term for it, but um, I don't know. I love old country, but I love '90s country now too, man. Like that's something I've been like infatuated with Garth Brooks lately. Like I grew yeah. up with Garth Brooks, but like now <laughs> I'm like Garth Brooks slaps, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the music that i own like on my phone and ipod is what i consider classic rock the trash rock the hair metal bands and stuff like that but like the playlists that i would listen to like on spotify are 90s country um it's <laughs> so like i don't necessarily own any 90s country like on my phone i haven't bought any but i will just like listen to it on spotify um, but like the other day I was running on the treadmill and I was just like, I want to kind of a, a song just kind of like randomly came on that I would listen to back when I was in high school and like I was working at the grocery store and it just kind of took me back to that time period. And in that time period, I was really into, I guess you would call it alternative rock. So it was like um, uh, story of the year and yellow card and um Gosh, what was another one? That uh, that is what people on TikTok are calling emo, and it breaks my heart because I'm like, <laughs> you don't, you, you don't know, you, you don't know. That's not. <laughs> Brett and I had this conversation the other day. She put on an emo playlist on in the car ride, and um, it had some good stuff. And I was like, this is really like a quote unquote emo playlist for like all emos because like it had the stuff that I call mall rock, not emo, which is like. My Chemical Romance. I'm sorry. They're mall rock. That's a hot topic band. That is not an emo band. Um, (laughs) Yellow Card, you know, stuff like that, where I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know, to me, like, I'm not even, I'm not even like an elder, elder emo, as they say. Like, you know, if you want to get real technical, that'd be like Fugazi, Rites of Spring, Mm -hmm. bands like that. I'm kind of in that Midwest, like late 90s, early 2000s. So uh, Promise Ring, The Anniversary. American football, braid, Texas is the reason, cursive, stuff like that. Then I've never there's heard of any of those. <laughs> okay, well cool. And then, <laughs> uh, then you have like that third wave, which is like, you know, when bands like 
uh, from first to last, My Chemical Romance, Under Oath, stuff like yeah. that. You know. Like, what would you consider Fallout Boy? Um, I've never thought of them as and an like, emo band. Like, and not like even Jimmy once. Eat World and J- early Heights. Jimmy Eat World is full full emo. That would oh. they were around when bands like American Football and Braid and the anniversary were um and their first two records are very emo tinged yeah when they made bleed american which is the 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 album that set them to the stars that had the middle which was like an mtv mm-hmm. darling um mm-hmm. you know the sweetness stuff like that that put them in just like to i would say like arena rock not mm-hmm. in the style, but like the, now we're playing venues. Now we're playing sold out shows. But they're early days. Fall Boy in their early. I here's here's what's funny about Fall Boy. I remember I was in a band and we were playing a show in Tulsa, and the band that was uh, tour uh, like the headliner that night, they were like playing the first Fall Out Boy album. They're like, this just came out, man. This this album is sick, and it mm-hmm. was, and it really was. It was a perfect pop record, and that was like mm-hmm. really like. The first time I had heard something outside of Newfound Glory that was just like, I know this. these guys are like, they're traveling in a van, they're wearing thrift store t-shirts, like they looked like us, but they sounded really polished. Yeah. And I'm like thinking, these guys are going to be huge. <laughs> and not even kidding, that second record came out a year later and they were the biggest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Um, so they have the right, they have, I, they've got the street cred, but like, I just, I can't. I can't hang with them. <laughs> Just, <I've> never, <laughs> I can't. I don't like Fall Out Boy, but I, I respect yeah. them to some degree. I don't. Um, I definitely don't like them anymore. I mean, I could listen to some of their stuff, but um, I was big, as big as I could be into them, like in college. And yeah, those first two records are really fun. Like take yeah. this. I think it's take this to your grave, and then from under the cork tree. Yeah, that that was when I started listening. To that was. Like, I mean that that second. Like, can you imagine your second record is mm-hmm. like the it's probably their biggest record still to this day yeah. if i'm not mistaken yeah it, it it's almost like a greatest hits album like every song on there is a is a banger whether yeah. whether i enjoy it or not it's undeniable like it is yeah. it is a massive hit did you ever listen to silver sun pickups yeah that's a cool band so i mean they... I, I like i know them from like you know i don't like know, I, i've heard some of their stuff but i never yeah. like got into them so like my the first two bands that got me out of country were um, Goo Goo Dolls and um, shoot I just forgot the other one. Um, Silver Sun Pickups. No, but okay. like Silver Sun Pickups were like quickly after that like one of the first like it was just like different to me like I'd never really heard music like that before because I was just born and bred on country. Yeah, and um, I really really enjoyed it, and and like that record. Um, I don't remember what the name of it is, but I can I can still listen to that one just like on repeat. Yeah, I would be remit, remiss to not mention that I was a big ska nerd in middle school. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had this conversation with um friend of the show, Mike Petrick. I think I'm just going to mention Mike Petrick every show. <laughs> Because I do. He's the honorary third member. He is. Like I know he's not on the show, but he he would (laughs) he would definitely be um, a good third member. Uh, But uh, I know he's he liked still probably like Scott. I mean, like the other day, it was a couple. It was about a month ago. He was just like shooting Instagram stories up with Scott, 
And I was just like, oh my goodness, like I could go down this rabbit hole, but I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it. It was a fun time, but <laughs> I, I'll never forget this, Mike. My dad hated ska, like he uh-huh. hated it. And you know, being the good dad he is, he'd let me listen to it in the car on the way to school or wherever we were going. And he looked at me one day, and I'll never forget it. But he looked at me dead in the eyes and he said, "You know, someday you're gonna hate this music." I was like, never. <laughs> Scar for life. And then I'm sitting here now. I'm like, I don't know. I think he was kind of right. <laughs> like, it's fun. But at the same time, I'm like, it can get really annoying quick. <laughs> so last question, and then we can move on. Um, were you ever, did you ever get sucked into like the NSYNC and Britney Spears, that music when it was, no. when it was hot? No. But I my, secretly my- did. Really, man, that's yeah, dude, that's so funny. My my wife, I mean, I mean, of course it is. And I'm not disrespecting nobody, but th- that was considered like that's a girl's music. Like it was, yeah, it was for all intents and purposes marketed towards you know tweens, females, mm-hmm. and um, so she was big into that. So it's funny um, when her and I have music conversations. Like what she was listening to at that time is so different than what I was listening to, even though she eventually started liking the music I listened to, mm-hmm. you know, later in her life, like before we met. Yep. Like, cause that's how we met. We met through music tastes that, you know, we were both into rock music and festivals and we met through music. Um, but had she had stayed on that path <laughs> of like pop craze and, and really it's not even her fault. That kind of just died. There's no such thing as boy bands for a while. Now, yeah. You know, they've kind of come, they've gone in and out of phases over time. Yeah, I remember being super secretive about like liking Britney Spears music and NSYNC. And like, I would, it, it, it was like one of the few times where I would actually like hold my tape recorder up to the radio to record songs nice. because <laughs> I, I didn't want to like actually buy any of the music or have any of these CDs in my possession. Um, but yeah, I was like, and to be perfectly honest, like I'll be at the grocery store and I'll hear an NSYNC song come on and I'll be like, mm-hmm, this takes me back. This yeah. is my jam. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the funny thing. Like, I, I don't mind listening to it now because um, Brett will get, she'll start feeling nostalgic and she'll throw on a, a 90s pop playlist. And like, I mean, I I know a lot of Backstreet Boys. In fact, she's going to go see the Backstreet Boys in a couple of oh, months. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> um, but I mean, I that stuff's great. I mean, it is for what it is, like for all its purposes, like looking at it, I'm like, yeah, they're they're all professionally written songs. I mean, they yeah. didn't write them, but they somebody did and they're a freaking genius because, you know, <laughs> there's a reason they they had so many people like that stuff. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm that way. Like I wasn't into grunge during grunge's heyday i did not give a rat's butt about alice in chains or pearl jam when they were thriving yeah but i love them now you know what yeah. i mean like it's it's kind of one of those weird like i you, you come around to it eventually or you'll 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 appreciate it in some shape or form you're gonna be at a convention sometime and be like hey guys you hear this new band in sync they're they're hot <laughs> they're hot they're making things happen <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right next question okay uh favorite toy line for you i'm gonna guess ghostbusters you are correct Yay! i will say this though i don't have an allegiance to a line so much these days i just like cool toys so if something looks cool it could be cereal related or 
you know, Hanna-Barbera related or like I went on a mad spree of buying the orange bird from Disney World. So, I mean, just mm-hmm. anything that's like tickling my <laughs> fancy. I just I like toys, but um, right. if I had to pick one, definitely Ghostbusters. Nice. Uh, for you, I'm going to guess Ninja Turtles. No, but I don't oh. fault you for that. <laughs> All right. Um, minus Street Sharks. Oh, shoot. I should. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I don't fault you for that because I do own more Ninja Turtles than I do Street well, Sharks. Well, they it's just made that they more made Ninja more. Turtles. Yeah. 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 I'm sure if but, they made Street Sharks as big as Turtles, yeah. like they were hoping it would be, you'd have all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Favorite cartoon. All right. Animated the, cartoon. This is going to, I don't know if you're going to get this one. It might throw you okay. off. Okay. But um, for you, I'm going to guess. Garfield and Friends. Yes! Oh, yes! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only because of our last episode. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't, and it's funny because it is like a current thing right now, but like, I, it's one of those shows, like, if I put that on, like, it, it hit me a couple of, it hit me about a year ago, but like, Lydia's just taking more interest in it now. But like, yep. I just, I adore this show so much. Like, the watercolor cartoon strip looking backgrounds mm-hmm. are just so charming. The show itself is hilarious. Like the dialogue is super funny. There's so many jokes for adults. It's absolutely hysterical. And yep. I just, I love Garfield. Like and it's just across the board. Like when I watch the Garfield Halloween special or the Thanksgiving or the Christmas, it's the same vibes I get from Garfield and friends. So like mm-hmm. it all just kind of could come together and be like, I just am a big and like I don't got nothing Garfield in my office. Like, <laughs> if you had to come in and figure this out about me, you just have to know me. But yeah. um, I really like Garfield and um, Charlie Brown, like Peanuts. I yeah. I just to me that hits the spot more. Now I do get pins and needle tingles when the intro to Ghostbusters or Ninja Turtles comes on <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, but as a series, some of those episodes I don't always love or enjoy. That they, they really were hit or miss because they had so many different people working on them and storytellers. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for shorter run shows like a Garfield or a Peanuts or more specialty type shows, because Garfield and Peanuts are kind of known more for their holiday stuff. Well, right. when you're focused in on one thing, like you can make it really great. So I think they have more great content than the shows I probably really would you know, if they had better content rounded out, then I would probably like those better. Yeah. And I, I've been putting it on since our last episode, because I mentioned that it's on Pluto TV and they'll just play it 24 seven. So I've been watching it and there is no loss in quality from like the episode, the, the serialized episodes compared to like the holiday specials. Like, yeah, they're still just as good. Yeah, it's fantastic. And that's something you don't get in Ninja Turtles or Ghostbusters. Like you'll just you'll have some like really fire episodes. And then some are like, man, y'all are just phoning this in like from every angle. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, For you, I'm going to guess Beavis and Butthead. Oh, no. Good guess, though. Uh, Very good. King King of the Hill. No. All right. Uh, One more guess. One more guess. Okay. This is Street Sharks. I don't know you at all. <laughs> Are we friends? No, it's Dragon Ball Z. Oh, crap. I forget. 
this because we don't relate on this you know yeah. you are a massive anime person and like mm-hmm. we never talk about it because i would not know what the hell you're talking about <laughs> right um, like when i talk about jazz <laughs> <laughs> exactly I just we both just glaze over um no I but it. uh, i <laughs> i've been i've been watching dragon ball z since i was in middle school i have like some of my strongest memories of middle school are me talking about dragon ball z to my friends that have no idea what dragon ball z is <laughs> so this has been a theme in your life of like yeah. i i love this so much i just want somebody on this planet <laughs> to relate to me yeah um but yeah uh i won't go on about it but yeah it's it's dragon ball z and specifically dragon ball z like i i'm not super into the precursor series dragon ball or the um post series which is called dragon ball super and so it's like my my heart and love is for dragon ball z well i i want to say this while i've never watched an episode i have no idea what it's about or what it is um and i maybe know two characters names due to pop culture you know pushing Mm -hmm. it but uh, Lydia has been really into Pokemon and she yeah. loves the um, the 90s, I'm guessing, Pokemon the you know, that had the theme song. Got to catch them all. Got to catch yep. them all. You know, um, and it's anime for all intents and purposes, which I've never watched before. And I'm watching. I'm like, it's there's some stuff where I'm like, all right, this is a little weird. But I'm like, I get very nostalgic watching it. Like, it feels mm-hmm. Um, we've we've talked about this before, but um, we there were shows we grew up on that felt very anime that necessarily weren't pitched as anime, like um, uh, right. Inspector Gadget, yeah. Thundercats, uh, even early Ghostbusters. Like, there's a lot of anime tinges in those shows, even though they weren't anime. Um, so when I watch the yeah. animation for Pokemon, I I'm like, this reminds me so much of Inspector Gadget or you yeah. know shows like that. Yeah, I mean, we won't go into the whole history of that, but they they aren't anime in the sense that they were animated for Japanese audiences, but right. they were animated over in Japan, so they are technically anime. Yeah, um, like the at least weren't the, the first, first few... four episodes of the Turtles that way. Yeah, absolutely. They were they were um, animated by either Toei or Bandai or something, uh, but I mean, it's a Japanese production company so right I mean, it is technically anime yeah which is phenomenal mm-hmm. like that just that's why that it looks so mind. good <laughs> it's true it's like when they finally house everything here in the states that's like it really cartoons were more about selling toys so it's like yeah. let's just make sure we're present every every saturday and we'll see those toy sales go <laughs> <laughs> exactly Ladies and gentlemen, Garfield and friends. All right, what's the um, next question? Okay, so favorite movie. For you, I'm going to pick... Um, I forget what the name of it is, but it's like... Um, is it Night of the Scarecrow? Or The Scarecrow Walks at Midnight? Or something like that. That's, <laughs> that's a Goosebumps book. <laughs> what you're saying is Dark Night of the Scarecrow. That's it, yeah. Um, it's not my favorite movie. It's definitely in the in the top. Uh, my favorite movie is Vertigo. Oh, okay. Has Good been one. since I was like twelve. I would not have guessed that. That's great, but that's very in line because you're a big Hitchcock guy. Big Hitchcock. Yeah. Nice. I'm 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 a hundred years old. I've been waiting <laughs> for um like iTunes to do like a Hitchcock bundle 
Um, and I think they did it recently, but they're, there was only one movie in it that I actually wanted to watch, and it was Rope. And it's because you oh, talked about that's it. That's such a good movie. Oh, my um, God. That's a good movie. <laughs> but I'm waiting for there to be, like, a, a good bundle of movies. Yeah. I've at one point in time, like, so my love for Hitchcock came, um, and, and this is something, I've, this is all summer feels right here. Every time it's summer, I am like, let's crank out some Hitchcock. Because what happened was, I've always had an interest in mystery thriller horror stuff as a kid but um my parents just would not let me watch a lot of you know stuff like that um so my dad was like uh one summer it, it was either amc or tmc he was like hey they're showing a hitchcock movie every sunday and they it was either one mm-hmm. movie or two movies but it was hitchcock sundays is what it was and i had these i mean some of the best times of my life dude like i remember you know, church Sunday was like church in the morning and church at night. So mm-hmm. in the in between, it's nap time, you know, chill out. It was a complete Sabbath like day, no work, nothing. Uh, but after church on Sunday, I remember like we would get usually would eat like Subway sandwiches, not from Subway, but like my mom would be like it's sandwich night. So she'd have like the, the French bread and the, all the meats and stuff and everyone make their own sandwich. And then we would sit in front of the TV and watch a Hitchcock movie. And it was just, you knew it felt special because these are movies that were highly praised. Like, you know, even at the time in the 90s, they're like, oh, yeah, these are classic movies, right? And, um, you know, summer too, so it's still light out. So you just, I don't know, everything just kind of meshed so well. But, like, I remember watching um, The Trouble with Harry, The Birds, Vertigo, um, North by Northwest, uh, Rear Window for like months during the summer like two or three months of the summer and like that was my jam every and they did it for like a couple of years but that mm-hmm. since then i've owned them all on vhs i've owned them on dvd i like i like i've had these movies in my life for such a long time but yeah. uh i i don't own a current functioning copy of vertigo right now which bums me out but it is my favorite movie of all time does it run into like the distribution issues that some places have where like they don't nobody's really sure who owns the rights to some of those movies so they're kind of hard to find on on uh i don't know it's universal still owns them um but it is just a matter of like i think you know nobody puts things out physically anymore Mm -hmm. um so you are left up to who has the rights to stream it or who has the rights to sell it. I mean, you know how the yeah. entertainment industry now is. It's a cluster yeah. of just yeah. disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's see, your favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Whew, this is going to be hard. I want to say Halloween. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think it would be. like. <laughs> I mean, I did because I guessed it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, favorite movie. Good grief. Man, Mike, I'm such a bad friend. It's okay. Alright, I give up. Lost Boys. Lost Oh, what? Oh my goodness. I should <laughs> I'm gonna see myself out. Um, see myself I actually, out. I actually watched this movie um within the past couple of weeks um i just put it on while i was working one night and i just uh i love this movie so much um it is the perfect mix of horror and comedy so it's like it's a movie that you can watch during halloween season and it feels right at home but like i watched it in 
April and it felt just as right because yeah. it's so funny. And it's like, it's, it's a perfect mix of horror and comedy. And, um, it's just, there's so much eighties nostalgia in it that it centers around comic books part of the time. And, um, Santa Carla, California. So it feels very summery. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that whole beach eighties punk scene. And I just, I love it. I love every, everything about it. It is a great movie. Like I, I haven't seen it in a while, but like everything you just said, I'm like, yeah, that nails that movie on the head. Like it's probably the best of its kind. Yeah. I did watch a movie um, the other night that I almost wrote down, but I didn't think that you would be able to guess this one because we've never really talked about it before, but um, it's a strong contender and it's Revenge of the Nerds. Um, Have you seen that movie? I've never seen it. No. It's so good, (laughs) but it is so hard to watch through the lens of 2020 because there was so much like crass humor in it. And Oh yeah. (laughs) It's just like, Oh, (laughs) it kind of hurts me to watch this after so many years, but it's like, you can't find it streaming anywhere because of those distribution rights. So I have it on Blu-ray. So it was like the first time I've been able to watch it in years. And, um, it's just, Oh, I love it so much. It's such a simple plot. It's one of those like real simple plot movies, but you know, it's just, it's fun. It's a fun watch. I've heard, I, I've, I've heard that come up in conversations with other people. Like that's one of their favorite movies. So yeah, that's a good one. Nice. Okay. So this one, I feel like I'm going to have some trouble with, cause I would have assumed it would be pizza for favorite mm. food, but you said that it's not. My favorite food be worth... is pizza. Right. But, but you, it's the stipulation of a food that you could eat every single day. Yeah. I want to make it harder. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going to say Strawberry Gushers. Because I have no idea what else to say. (laughs) That's a trick question because it is pizza. No, I'm kidding. Oh, is it? (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, Burritos. I can eat burritos every day. Ooh, okay. What do you get in your burritos? What kind of burritos do you get? All right. Well, so don't. At me on this one, fam. Um, <laughs> because I know there's a community out there, believe it or not, Mike. There's a community that's against all sorts of things. But mm-hmm. people who would claim that Chipotle is not Mexican. And you're right. It's not. It's 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 a Mexican-like. It's not authentic. Mm-hmm. But it's Mexican food, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm, I love Chipotle. But I'm going to use them as the basis of building a burrito. Essentially, okay. I will eat a burrito from anywhere. Because I love burritos that much. So it doesn't have to be one of the chain burrito places. It can be from a restaurant that's a, a Mexican restaurant or authentic. But I'll give you my Chipotle order. Burrito, uh, wrapping, obviously tortilla, with uh, white rice, black beans, chicken, uh, with uh, guacamole, pico de gallo, cheese, and a little bit of lettuce. And that is the perfect... I could... That... It, I could eat that exact item from that exact place every single day. And it would alternate from either a bowl, a burrito bowl, or a wrap burrito, or you could put it between three small tortillas and calm tacos. But Mm -hmm. that exact meal could substitute chicken with steak from now and then. But yeah, that, and and I'm serious, it can never get old because it's like, it's got meat, it's got vegetables, it's got cheese, it's got bread, like, Easy. When are you gonna get sick of that? I have it in like every meal. <laughs> uh, you want to hear what I put on my burrito? 
<laughs> yes, meat and cheese. That's it. <laughs> yep, I believe it. You are like my four year old. <laughs> uh, there was a there, I, there was a Chipotle like uh, restaurant here in Oklahoma. I don't know if it was a national brand. I assume it, it had to have been, but it's called Freebirds. And yeah. um, I don't think it's around anymore, at least not around us. Um, but it would, it would, you would go in and it's kind of like Subway where you'd like, you'd start off with your tortilla and then you'd say what you want in it. And literally every single time I would just get ground beef and cheese and they would look at me like I'm insane, but I'm like, that's all I want. You said it was up to me. So just let me have it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I can, I can, I can stand with that with that choice That's oh man choice. mexican uh, food and, is my is a passion of mine but pizza and is like something i crave all the time and we're assuming that there would be no medical side effects from eating oh these of course every yeah because yeah. <laughs> so i'm gonna go ahead and guess yours it'd be little caesar's pizza absolutely 100 yeah 100 had it last night and uh have a little bit left over in the fridge so i'm gonna go oh, when we're done. let's wrap this up <laughs> <laughs> No, but oh, my wife man. knows that it is a she cannot mention pizza and us not get pizza that night. So like um I actually went the entire month of April, no pizza. It was a personal journey. And then <laughs> it was uh, a personal journey. <laughs> I've had four pizzas <laughs> since May first. That's amazing. <laughs> no, so, it's and, not. That, that, and that begs the question, like, is it like is it worth taking a month off from a pizza if you're just oh. gonna dive in <laughs> four times within uh 19 me, days 19 days is 19 okay let me tell days. you the the four times were not like it's okay i don't know it, it wasn't on purpose like having it four times like definitely may 1st we wanted pizza because i hadn't had it in a whole month and so like i ordered it my wife was super late coming home from work um and picking up the kids so it was like just me and colt at home for a while until she got home and um i was like i couldn't wait i was so hungry i'd already given the kids their slices and i took a bite of my pizza and when heather got home i was like i am so glad you were not here to witness me take that first bite of pizza because i had a physical reaction of like <laughs> my body shook oh. <laughs> and i was like eyes rolled back in my head like it was that good it tasted that good after not having it for an entire month and then so we had it then and then um i think like a f a week or so later um my wife wanted um uh chinese food and so whenever she gets chinese food i get a little caesar's pizza and so i had it then and then we went <laughs> to like, yeah, go for chinese tonight <laughs> <laughs> and so like on my birthday we went to mazio's for dinner and so i had a pizza i only had like a couple slices because we just got one pizza to share so I only had like two or three pizzas, pieces of pizza. Uh, but then last night we were picking up the kids and my mom, my wife was like, um, why did I call her my mom? <laughs> my wife was like, oh, some other issues we'll talk about later. <laughs> my wife was like, I want, I want pizza. And so I immediately ordered it and we had pizza last night. And That's so, amazing. yeah, it's four, four pizzas and the month is only just half over. So, wow. Um, Maybe maybe I'm gonna slow it down for the rest of yeah, May. Yeah, well, I don't know. we'll see. I doubt it. Yeah, um, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It's hard when you know every Friday 
there's a Friday every week and you feel like that is pizza night. Like it feels like a sin to do anything other than pizza on a Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes on a Monday night, cause like Monday is hard to get started. You're like, let's just get a pizza. <laughs> Surprisingly, our pizza night is usually Wednesday or Thursday. And I don't you know, know why. Honestly, that is a kind of that way for us too. Like, yeah. um, it, it, or at least it was for a period of time. I, th- I think it goes through, through periods of like, you know, oh, we're hitting it every Friday night to like, yeah, maybe it's Thursday. We can't wait yeah. till Friday. You know, can't wait yeah. one more day. <laughs> I think ours is more like we 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 try and do really good about <clears throat> eating at home Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then by Wednesday we're kind of like, Ugh, let's just get something easy. I don't really feel like cooking, but definitely by Thursday, <coughs> uh, we're we're eating out. Uh, let's let's keep on the food topic a bit because this is fun. But like, are there any? I'm gonna say combinations. Uh, like, are there any things that you just like always go for if available? So like, um chocolate and peanut butter or um french fries and ketchup like to you like what is like your favorite combo topping or food if we're i'm a ketchup person i put ketchup on not everything but i do i like bet it. you do so like <laughs> um <laughs> so like if i have fried chicken i'll usually eat it with ketchup what? if i have french fries i'll eat that with ketchup well, that if makes I, sense if I have some sort of fried battered fish, I will eat that with ketchup. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a ketchup dude. That's, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I hate ranch. Like my wife puts ranch on things that I normally put ketchup on and I think it's disgusting. Yeah, I went through a ranch. I, I do like ranch on some things. Like I, I don't mind dipping a fry in ranch from time to time. That's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm uh yeah i'm a chili and cheese guy Mm -hmm. (laughs) just whether it's just a bowl of chili with cheese in it or it's tater tots or french fries with chili and cheese dumped on it i like i think it was 2020 was like my chili and cheese infatuation (laughs) like i've always liked the combo but like i just man conies and like chili dogs and chili cheese burgers i'm just i've been i just it it is the thing that like for sure if health was not a thing to worry about (laughs) yeah i think chili and cheese would be the glue that holds me together like i know that sounds so (laughs) disgusting and i probably just gross a lot of people out but chili and cheese gets me excited (laughs) is it does it have to does it have to be like homemade chili or are you good with like the wolf brand i mean just chili you could you don't have to tell me where this chili came from like here's the thing if I was to have a bowl of chili, it needs to be good chili because mm-hmm. it's just that's what you're having. It's a bowl of chili. Um, but if it's a chili topping, it doesn't really matter to me because it if because I won't eat a chili topping without cheese and cheese makes everything better. Mm-hmm. Um, I love one of my favorite things, though, is like a Frito chili pie. Oh, my goodness, man. Throw yeah. some throw some corn chips some Frito-Lays down with some chili, some fresh sliced jalapenos, some cheddar cheese, a dollop. <laughs> of uh daisy you know a little sour cream and maybe a little cilantro on there because i'm a i'm a spicy boy i like the little i like a little something you're a classy guy i'm a classy guy i like i like a little garnish on my plate you know a little gar- a little eye candy a little some eye greenery for the plate yeah yeah, yeah. i'll have that um <laughs> what is your like what is your favorite dessert like if you were to if it and again uh, 
Mike gets a treat. What is... Okay, no, no, let's do this. I want your favorite candy, and then I want your favorite dessert. Okay. And drink. Ooh. I know, And I know all this stuff, by the way. Okay. Favorite drink uh, is Diet Pepsi. Yeah. Um, I actually can't drink regular Pepsi anymore. It hurts my stomach. Um, but my favorite candy... Ugh. Probably M&M's right now. Wow. I like M&M's. I eat those a lot. Um, like regular? Yes. Yeah. Um, or uh, Twix bars. Like if I get a candy bar, it's usually a Twix. Um, my favorite dessert of all time is like a molten lava cake with ice cream around oh, it. Oh, that's nice. Um, that's what we get anytime we go to Chili's. Um, they also make a really good one at a restaurant called Inner Urban. Um, that's here in Edmond. Um, yeah, so like, but that is like an ultimate dessert. Yeah, like um, that's like we're having dessert. Yeah. This yeah. is a serious, yeah. Yeah, it's not like we're going to Brahms and getting ice cream. It's, it's, this is yeah. a dessert dessert. Good choice. Uh, what, yeah, what are yours? My favorite candy is peanut M&M's. And I always go with, uh, or oh, it's Reese's or a peanut, but I, I probably like peanut M&M's would be number one. Um, and then a Coke, ice cold mm-hmm. Coke. Mm-hmm. Um, f- favorite dessert is probably some sort of like um, lemon bread or lemon cake, something that has like, like a lemon hmm. But with like a little icing on it, like a little vanilla icing with a cup of coffee. Like that's like, that is heaven on earth. A close second would literally be just a cake donut. Nothing on it. A plain cake donut with a cup of coffee. Like I I can't. That's breakfast. That is. (laughs) (laughs) I I would eat that every day if I could. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, That's um, my jam. Do you like pound cake? Like Sarah Lee pound cake? Yeah. I could eat. I have eaten an entire loaf of that. An entire pound of it, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think this was a fun episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know it was a little, uh, I don't know, it was a little self-centered, I guess, about Mike and I. You're thinking, why should I subscribe (laughs) to this podcast? Why should I listen to this show? Again, this is the first day of school, guys. We're not going to come here and give you all an assignment. We're not going to expect you to go home and do some homework. We thought we would just have some fun, introduce ourselves, warm you up a bit if you're new, but also uh, maybe inform you of some fun trivia if you've been around for a minute. So hopefully you enjoyed it. I feel we we talk a lot about our personal lives and experiences, but they're always doused with some sort of nostalgia. So uh, I always just, you know, that's that's why I like this show. Because we we the past will always be present. Yeah. Ooh, maybe that is a tagline. That's, I don't that's know. A nice. Maybe one. sometimes you don't want your past to be present. I don't know. But we're talking <laughs> about the good old days, guys. The good stuff, not not the past, not the traumas, whatever. Doesn't Kanye <laughs> have a line like that in one of his songs? Like the present is my past. Something kiss your ass. <laughs> yes, that's verbatim. I don't know. <laughs> is that really? <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. 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 That's From a good, the monster that's a good song. song. Was that power? Power by Kanye? Yeah. I thought it was the Monster song. Oh, it may have been Monster. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to Kanye West. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably the only time we'll talk about him on this podcast. We'll see. Anyway, (laughs) we hope you guys have fun. Thank you for tuning in. Keep that dial on the radio. We're trying new things. Bear with me. 
keep 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 a turn to SMIC Super Show. Keep keep us on the. I don't know. Just listen to the next show. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on that. <laughs> we're getting, we're gonna figure this out. Until <laughs> next time, it's been your host. Our note. We're not gonna do that either. Until, until next time. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Uh. I guess that's long enough. This would have been a good show, too.